This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to Carpe Diem with your host, Lisa McDonald. My mama told me when I was young, we're all on superstars. Good morning, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me or rejoining me again on this lovely Friday. A little bit different today. Normally, I'm, I'm uh, on radio live from Dundas, where I live. Uh, today, I'm in Peterborough, so I'm super, super excited. Got good connection here and uh, very happy and very grateful to be joined by my lovely guest, Chris Cadell. So as you know, before I turn it over to Unscripted Dialogue, I'm just going to plug a little bit about Chris, uh, just so you have a little bit of a lead up as to what our dialogue is going to be about and you have a little bit more information and insight into Chris. So Chris is widely regarded as one of the top working guitarists in Canada today, to which Chris remarks, those are other people's words. I just love to play and I'm thankful to be able to do so professionally. That statement is a far cry from leaving his Belleville home to move to the big city with the faint possibility of becoming the bass player for Fifi Dobson, who is leaving on a world tour. Chris got that gig and it immediately educated him on what it meant to be a touring pro. He fell in love with the road. He fell in love with playing in front of a live audience every day. He liked the bass, but longed to get back to his first love, the guitar. After two years of touring the world with Fifi, Chris went right back home to his new home of Toronto and set about building a career playing the guitar. He now has that career. After since playing guitar for Thornley, Rex Goody, Amanda Marshall, Johnny Reed, and many other Canadian notables, Chris has settled into two gigs playing for Canadian legends Colin James and Sash Jordan. Being the other guitar player in Colin James's band is a distinction that Chris appreciates, especially since he cut his initial blues rock teeth back in his bedroom in Belleville, pouring over Stevie Ray Vaughan, Jimi Hendrix, and Colin James records, learning every trick, and now has taken those influences and come up with a few tricks of his own. Chris has become an accomplished singer, known for his powerful, soulful voice. His singing developed through background and harmony opportunities on his many guitar sideman gigs and his long-standing Sunday night residency at one of Toronto's great music clubs, the Orbit Room, known for having the best Toronto's vibrant music scene has to offer. Chris loves to tell the story of when he first arrived in Toronto and couldn't afford the cover to the Orbit Room. He would sneak in the back door. After playing the room for over 10 years now, he figures that he's more than paid the missed covers back in kind. In 2009, Chris's development as a pro took another giant step forward when he recorded an album of his own material, The Wreckage. The album became a Toronto favorite and cemented his growing reputation as a triple threat, guitar, vocal, songwriting. Now having his own band, The Wreckage, derived from many sessions and gigs that grew the opportunities from the growing notoriety his first release afforded him. Chris was able to make a name for himself as a frontman. The Wreckage has played everywhere in Toronto, from the famed horseshoe on Queen Street in the heart of the city to the Rogers Centre supporting Bon Jovi and Kid Rock. In January 2016, Chris Cadell and The Wreckage will head to Europe to begin the international push for Chris's second full-playing release, Tough Lung, which was released in Canada in April 2014 and continues to grow in popularity and scope. Tough Lung has steadily grown in recognition 
and continues to do business for Chris in Canada and the impending international rollouts will grow his reputation outside these borders. The title track, Tough Lung, was licensed for a joint Miller Genuine Draft Marshall Amps promotion. The lead track on the disc, My End, has a pivotal position in a soon-to-be-released feature film, When Elephants Were Young, which will also have an international push. Another song from the Tough Lung, No One But You, is featured prominently on acoustics for Elephants as well. Another track, Burn, is on hold for a feature film in the States. Now that Chris is consistently participating in music licensing for film, TV, and advertising, he has tapped another important revenue and promotion stream that is key to a good long-term outlook in the always-evolving music business landscape. The continued growth and recognition of Tough Lung has Chris optimistic about his solo career and looking forward to making the next album. Having already written 14 songs toward the next album project and plans to write more, the trick is going to be whittling down all of the material to make an album that will continue the progress made with Tough Lung. The other trick is going to be finding the time between his day jobs of playing guitar and singing backgrounds for Colin James and playing guitar and singing for Sash Jordan. It's pretty cool that Chris Cadell's Moonlighting gig is his own solo stuff. Just ask him. He'll be happy to tell you how much he enjoys it. All inquiries can be directed to William at chriscadellmusic.com, 647-929-6547. So, Chris, wow. (laughs) (laughs) That seemed a little excessive. (laughs) Well, that is just phenomenal. I am so impressed. And I just want to say how lovely it is to have you joining us. I mean, based on all that information, I don't even know how you had time to fit me in. So thank you. (laughs) Well, it makes me sound really busy. Well, you are busy. It doesn't seem like that. (laughs) I guess I just love my job, so it doesn't feel like work. Well, and that's just the thing. You're following your passions, and uh, everything that you've aspired to do, you're now endeavoring, and and I'm so glad that you're getting the recognition, and you're getting the acclaim that you obviously so deserve. And I just want to say that I was very, for my listening audience, I was very privileged to have met Chris for the first time, although we were already Facebook friends, but I met Chris about a month, month and a half ago at one of his local haunts in uh, a, a bar close to where we both live, and um, I have to say, it was so amazing to see you perform on stage, and then it was nice to obviously talk to you and connect with you in person afterwards, and when you were gracious enough to give me a copy of your CD, I'm not just saying this because you're on radio, but I have been listening to this every day, and I I have been recommending it to all my friends, and I just think it's fantastic. You have a lovely voice, oh, and I absolutely I love what you write about. So why don't we talk a little bit about the inception of your journey outside of what was just mentioned in your bio? So what age did you start playing? When did you pick it up? Um, I, it's hard to think of a, a specific time. I think probably when I got into high school, I really actually took it up. Like my dad and his friends were always, they have a band called the four aces and they've, uh, they've always kind of been, you know, kind of a, an extended family for, for me. And they'd always get together any long weekend and stuff like that. And they just get together and play and, you know. They mostly drink and laugh the whole time. So, <laughs> and, you know, they play the same songs over and over and, you know, did, uh-huh. did the best they could. And they just, you know, just their passion for music was what always kind of got me about it. And, you know, they were, they were always having the best time and, you know, nobody ever had a, wasn't laughing at any time during the weekend. And, you know, I really mm-hmm. gravitated towards that and, 
you know, I'd sneak down in my pajamas and go and watch them and listen to them, and then they'd find me and then go back to bed. <laughs> so I, 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 I've always been around it, and, uh-huh. and my dad plays guitar and sings and stuff like that, and he's always had stuff around. So I'd pick it up and noodle every once in a while. But mm-hmm. I guess probably when I turned about fourteen, I, I, I picked it up and really wanted to learn how to figure this thing out. Lovely. And so, do you and your dad ever gig together? Uh, we've never gigged together, but he's, he's a huge supporter of mine. If I'm anywhere, he lives in Alexandria near Ottawa. And, Mm -hmm. uh, if I'm anywhere in the area, he makes a point of coming out and hanging out with, uh, with the guys and stuff like that, which is great. Fantastic. So why don't you, why don't you tell us a little bit, Chris, how did you, how did you get into, uh, the scope of Colin James and Sash Jordan? Were you sought out? Was this a result of your manager, uh, coordinating all of this or were you on their radar? Um, I was, I, well, I moved here to Toronto when I was about 21, just about 22. And, uh, was lucky enough to get the gig with uh, Fifi Fifi Dobson kind of right away when mm-hmm. I when I got here, and uh, I really just kind of lucked out. I was in the right place at the right time, and I never even really played bass before, but I <laughs> I just wanted a gig, right? <laughs> so, mm-hmm. uh, I went out on that and got the kind of like you know a taste of the professional world and traveling and stuff like that. I'd never flown before. I'd never been on a plane and. You know, next thing you know, I'm in Los Angeles, you know, once a month. Wow. <laughs> New York and all these <laughs> places that I, I never even thought I'd get to, you know, at least that early in my in my travels of wanting to become a professional, I guess. And mm-hmm. so then I guess through that, you just, you know, music in the music world, it's really kind of who you know and making friends and, you know, you get referred by people that you you don't even know sometimes and my uh i got referred to derek sharp who is sass's husband for the uh canadian idol winners of 2006 that so was melissa o'neill and rex gowdy cool and and uh Stuart cameron recommended me because i started playing at the orbit room mm-hmm. and i didn't really know Stuart at the time and he's uh he's an amazing guitar player and songwriter and he's been around been around the scene for a long time and uh he recommended me and then i ended up uh getting that gig did a tour with those the the two canadian idol winners and then uh, they asked me if i wanted to join sass's band which i said heck yes (laughs) (laughs) and uh yeah they kind of whipped me into shape but i i probably i probably didn't deserve the gig when i got it but uh they were really patient with me and really uh whipped me into shape Derek was uh pretty pivotal in me getting my getting my stuff together i guess now why so would, it, sorry it I, have to, of, I have to stop you there chris why would you say you don't deserve it well it, it there's a different thing when you get the the professional professional gigs it's not just you know a bar gig where you kind of fake your way through it and you know kind of learn the song you really have to pay attention to tones and mm-hmm. learning exactly what's on the record and, and when you really need to learn the stuff right off the record and when it can be kind of interpreted as your as your own, you know, when mm-hmm. you can kind of put your own stamp on it. And Sass has been really cool with that. She, she lets me kind of 
do my own thing at times, but there's definitely a time and a place to do that, you know, and Mm -hmm. really learning parts and being really tight with a, with a band, you know, when there's three other musicians staring at you and (laughs) you make a mistake, (laughs) it's, uh, it's not a comfortable feeling. So, you know, you suck it up and go back home and practice for another four hours on one little thing. (laughs) Well, I'm sure they saw something in you, and uh, because the one thing that I I've noticed about you and and how people characterize you, uh, including your manager, is you're quite modest, and uh, you know I uh, for all the things that I read and researched about you uh, in preparing for today's show, I mean you don't make mention of this stuff anywhere, and I mean for. for- <laughs> For people like us, I mean, I mean, you've got a manager now. I'm kind of doing all my stuff on my own, but I market, 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 market. You know, there's no one who's going to promote uh, you more so or know your stuff more than you. So, right. you know, I, I really appreciate how humble you are, and um, I just think it's phenomenal. So I think Sash Jordan, Colin James, all these other people that you've been blessed to tour with and play with, they obviously saw something in you. I think you're just too humble to mention it, but that's okay. <laughs> I... I, I <laughs> Uh, my my saying is, I think if you show up on time and in a good mood, you're uh, doing way better than a lot of other people. So. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, I would wholeheartedly agree with that. Yeah. So, I'm really interested about songwriting. So, can you take me and the audience to the place that you go to when it comes to, uh, you know, lyrics and compiling songs and your thought process, your creativity process, where does that come from? Is it something that's significantly happening in your life that's profound, that brings all the emotions out? Um, or is it kind of getting a sense for what uh, people are hungry to hear and kind of adapting to that? I think it depends on the song, really. Uh, a lot of times when Will and I get together, it's uh, I'll have a, a little riff in my phone, I just kind of, if I'm noodling somewhere and I'm like, oh, that kind of sounds like, you know, sounds like it could be a song, I'll, you know, mm-hmm. hit record on my little iPhone and uh, we'll sit there and go through a bunch of riffs and, you know, sometimes it just kind of pops at you and we, we'll just sit there and go, okay, let's work on that. And then mm-hmm. a lot of times we're just, you know, talking to each other about whatever's going on during the day and what happened last night and, you know, we just end up going, okay, let's write a story about this or, you know, whether it be a personal thing or not, you Mm -hmm. know, we kind of, uh, to a certain extent, some of the songs are very personal, but a lot of times it's way easier to write from a sort of a character based, uh, side to it, you know, make up a story about somebody in a situation then seems to be easier for me to, grasp than going into a specific you know situation in life or whatever mm-hmm. and and doing a specific song about that it's kind of uh it's it's easier for me to have a character there and you know write write for that instead of uh you know making it a really personal personal song mm-hmm. although some of them do come out like that and and you know sometimes you you go into it and you want it to be a really personal thing, and then, you know, you'd say a few lyrics that sound great. And <laughs> it's not right. really what you would say or do, but it's just kind of like, okay, well, I like how that came out, so let's, mm-hmm. just, roll, let's just roll with it, you know. I, I, like, I tend to not get like to get too personal with songs because then uh, mm-hmm. you just kind of go into a 
get yourself into a hole, I suppose, sometimes. The rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you know, I think you and I kind of talked a little bit about this through Facebook messaging because uh, after I had met with you and after I had numerous times played the CD, my commentary... Hey, folks, so sorry about that. We lost connection. Not too sure what happened there. But anyway, we got Chris back, and I'll certainly be bringing him back for another full uninterrupted hour another time when it fits. But anyway, Chris, just going back to what I was saying, unfortunately, before we got disconnected there. Mm-hmm. You there? Okay. Yeah. All right. So I just wanted to say that in listening and re-listening to your album over and over again, um, <laughs> you know, I just uh, – I really thought that there was a lot of pain in that in the album, which I thought was beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 it kind of once we finished it and we, I was listening back, I, I was kind of like, uh, I'm really a happy guy. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm not heartbroken from that's for sure, but uh, you know, I, I guess sometimes that's the way things come out, and you know, you're right. You're writing from a place. I guess there must be some truth to it, but uh, no, I no, think it's absolutely. I think I feel it's good. absolutely. <laughs> well, and I'm glad to hear that. But I, you know, I think a lot of people. I mean, we're all human beings. We all feel an array of emotions, the whole spectrum, and uh, you know. So I think there isn't anybody, particularly at our stage and age in life, who can't relate on some level to heartbreak, whether it's a significant relationship, a loss, grieving somebody. It doesn't matter. So uh, you know, I just really. You know, I just really, uh, that album just completely resonated with me. And I just wanted to reach out and hug you. <laughs> <laughs> and go, there, there, Chris, it's okay. You're going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and, uh, you know, uh, and I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm fine. There hasn't been really a, a major heartbreak in my life. I mean, I've had some uh, failed relationships, but. Uh, Who hasn't? You know, that, that's life. You know, Absolutely life it is. Absolutely it is. So why don't you tell us a little bit about how you juggle the schedule? Like how do you fit time in for the creative aspect of staying current with, you know, new material, uh, upcoming projects, gigs, touring, uh, SAS's schedule, call-in schedule, any overlap that you come up against? How do you, how do you juggle all that? Um, I generally pray that SAS and call schedules, uh, stay <laughs> off of each other. <laughs> Which I knock on would have been very lucky that uh, it's it seemed to have worked out. Um, for the most part, there has been a few things that I've had to miss on each side, but uh, mm-hmm. it's uh, I, I hate saying no to either of them. It's I really cherish both of the gigs a lot. So uh, right, you know, the, whatever I can do to make it work is uh, is kind of what I have to do. Sometimes we have to do some creative flights and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. I'll be in. Uh, you know, Nova Scotia on Friday and then I have to be in Winnipeg on Saturday. And then I generally wow. have, to, I, I make a point of getting back to our, our regular house gig at the orbit room on Sunday nights. So wherever I am in the world, really, I try to get a flight back so I can play with the guys on the Sunday. Just Fantastic. And it, so yeah, it's a, we call it our bowling night because it's <laughs> <laughs> a chance for all of us to just hang out and we get to play music and, you know, it's the the bar is my my second home basically in in the city, so it's uh it's a lot of fun. It, it never feels like I could be flying all day, and as soon as I get there, I just feel feel better and at home. Excellent. I 
And do you, do you feel more comfortable or in your element when you're playing to an audience of people who you know, whether they be regulars, fans, people who continually come back maybe at your local gigs, or does it not even really matter? Um, it's kind of better when it's faceless, really. Okay. Find, you know, like if it, it's <clears throat> when you're in, in, in front of a, a larger audience, like, you know, a few thousand people, it, it, it doesn't even register that there's anybody out there really for the most part. It's kind of, uh, it, it's, it's not as one on one. I find it way more nerve wracking to be in a living room playing in front of a couple of friends than, right. than in, in a packed place. Mm-hmm. For for some reason, I, I guess it's kind of like you know, if somebody's right there, you can hear what they say about you. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm sure it's all positive, though. <laughs> yeah. Well. Well. Hopefully. I'm sure. You have, oh, of course, absolutely. They wouldn't be there if they didn't support you and believe in you wholeheartedly. Right. Yeah, yeah. And so, so tell us what's going on with this international gig. What, what, what are you ramping up for here? If you can give us a little more detail and insight into that. Sounds exciting. Uh, yeah, this is a tour with, with Sass that, uh, she's been using for this year, the wreckage as her, as her band, which has been great for us. It's been, uh, you know, good to tighten up the band and have some regularity for, for the Sass gigs because it's always, you know, unbelievable players and, but for since I've been with her, it hasn't really been a solid band the whole time. So this mm-hmm. time it's like you know we got a good group of guys and we're we're all used to playing with each other and you know we get together early on a Sunday and run run over her stuff and you know good chance for us to get tight. So she's <clears throat> um, has a tour in Holland for five gigs and we get to open the show as the wreckage and then. Wow. Change, our, change our shirts and <laughs> get back as her band <laughs> right afterwards. So it should be a, it'll be Last. a little bit, yeah, it'll be, it'll be, a, it'll be a great time for sure. So we're really looking forward to it. And so what's that schedule look like? Are you doing weeks at a time, months at a time? Uh, well, right now we just have the, uh, five gigs at the end of January that, uh, we're we're gonna do those and then hopefully get a bunch more happening uh sometime in the summer or maybe in the fall go back mm-hmm. again and tell us about jesse o'brien jesse Gamba. yeah jesse <laughs> yeah he's uh we, we he got into the uh i've known him for years and we've kind of like talked briefly at gallagher's and stuff like that he kind of uh he used to come and see us when we were just a three-piece and then uh he was just like, well, I'd like to play with you guys if you don't mind. And, you know, mm-hmm. when, knowing Jesse and his stature in Hamilton, we were like, <laughs> no brainer. Yeah. Let's do this. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he got on, in on the, the Colin gig a few years ago and, uh, uh, we just kind of hit it off right away. And, mm-hmm. you know, any chance we get to, uh, make some music together, it's, uh, we'll, we jump on it. Well, he's amazing on the keys, and, and the, yeah. the, synergy, the synergy between you two is undeniable. It's fantastic. No, oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. We uh, we're into the same sort of stuff, and we really, uh, you know, I think we complement each other really well, which is nice. Well, yeah, and you spend a lot of time together, so thank goodness for that. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. We get along well too. <laughs> yeah, that's lovely. Yeah. And, and so tell us a little bit about, uh, as was reflected in, in the bio, 
Um, so what's happening on the, the movie and the TV front with some of the music? What, what's happening with that and when is that scheduled to come out? Um, the, um, when elephants were young, the documentary, um, about saving, uh, saving elephants and whatnot is a, that's coming out in early December, I think in the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we were approached with, uh, to see if we had any music for it. And the song, my end came up and it's kind of, uh, in a prominent part of the movie, which is, uh, pretty cool for us. I, I mean, I get to, uh, you know, watch a movie and have my song come on. It's kind of, <laughs> it's kind of trippy, actually. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah. So, uh, so and that's, so what that's kind pretty of, cool. What kind of film is this? Is this made for all audiences? Is this made for children? Yeah, it's a, it's a documentary type type uh, style film, and uh, the uh, I believe it's the Princess of Thailand funded mm-hmm. it. Wow. And uh, yeah, so it's it's been we did the uh, World Elephant Day. Uh, a little while ago when a bunch of us got together and played some songs and tried to raise some money and stuff like that and awareness i suppose when when we when we got the music on the on into the documentary we kind of you know it kind of struck us and you know we wanted to do as much as we could to help out and that's where the acoustic for elephants came from and uh, a bunch of the artists on the same uh from the same group as me uh uh, it, I guess it's kind of a challenge of like, you know, just acoustic and vocal, uh, song. You can't, n- no overdubs, no anything, just do it. And mm-hmm. all the proceeds go to, uh, World Elephant Day and, uh, try to, uh, trying to save some elephants. Fantastic. <laughs> you know, yeah. Which Fantastic. is, uh, nice. So we have two songs that we put on that and, uh, that should be coming out around the time that the uh, movie comes out as well. And hopefully we can, Make some kind of difference, I suppose. Well, of course you already are, and I can't wait to see that myself. And uh, and then I can say I had him on radio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it's uh, it should be interesting. I, uh, it's really it's really cool. We got the chance to see the uh, the cut where it, it kind of comes in and uh, how how the song is used, and they used the whole thing, which was kind of a kind of a rare thing. For uh, putting music on it into movies and stuff like that, so it's kind of cool. It's kind of neat. Now, new, for a, new stuff for me, I suppose. Well, excellent. You're really building up your rep- repertoire quite nicely. Yeah. So, for for a project that big that would involve so many different crews of people for different aspects of such a production, do you get to meet all these people, or is it you work on this and then you submit this and then this gets inserted here, or do you do you, do you get to actually meet these people? Uh, William generally meets them more than me. Uh, I, I, I've met the, one of the directors and, uh, Patricia who, uh, made the film, directed it and filmed it and stuff like that. And, uh, it's, uh, I don't really get to meet a whole lot of the people, but, uh, I think, uh, eventually down the line, hopefully I will. Mm-hmm. So your name will be in the credits though. I believe so, yeah, yeah. Okay, because I always, I always say to the end and watch the credits. When everybody gets up after the actual movie finishes and leaves, right. I'm one, I'm usually one of the the last people to sit there. I like to roll through the credits and see because sometimes you get little tidbits too that you don't realize are coming that are added bonuses. Yeah, like a little a couple of outtakes or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Usually, I have enough popcorn to uh, watch another movie. Oh, I love over. popcorn. <laughs> 
can never have too much popcorn. No. But uh no. so so you're playing with Sass tomorrow, is that correct? Uh tonight actually. Oh in tonight. Cambridge, yeah. Okay, lovely. And what time does that start and where is that sh- where is that happening? It's at ten thirty at the Portuguese Club mm-hmm. in Cambridge. And I believe there's another a few other bands on the bill. Unfortunately, can't think of them off the top of my head, but uh, it should be a fun night. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to it. I think this is our our last gig with Asp until the the tour. So we're uh, and wrapping up a summer's worth of uh, shows that have gone really well. So yeah, you guys have been busy. You've been really, really busy. Yeah, I, uh, I'm not gonna wood. I really like being busy, but uh, it, it'll be nice to have a little time off. Hopefully, over the holidays, point. especially. Yeah. yeah. Oh, good. Family and whatever. Yeah, I'm sure they miss you. <laughs> You're like Chris. <laughs> yeah. Chris too. I, I thought I had a child or a brother or a sister. Where where, where did he go? <laughs> yeah. So so why don't you talk about? I mean, you've got so many things on the horizon and uh, all wonderful and jam packed for the calendar. But in terms of as an artist, outside of you know what's on the schedule for 2016. What else are you choose, wanting to manifest? What else are you driven to do that either it's just a matter of time or meeting yet another person you wish to collaborate with? What else are you setting your intentions on that's really important to you as an artist? Um, well, I always, I always, I like, I really like to, uh, I really like to get better as a musician and singer and guitar player and songwriter. You know, they're all, they're all strengths that they're 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 all muscles you really have to kind of work out and mm-hmm. you know stay stay on top of so it when i'm when i'm really busy in this like in the summertime there's not a whole lot of time to sit around and play guitar you know you're in a hotel room or you're in a van or you're flying in somewhere or, you know it's just kind of you play when you get to the gig which you know which is is good and helps out a little bit but it's nice to sit around and you know, just noodle along and, you know, jam along to some Steve Ray Vaughan songs just for fun, you know, and just noodle. I, I always try to stay on top of that and, you know, making another record. I, I'm looking forward to that. I'm, I really think uh, this one, you know, you get better at it each time and, you know, mm-hmm. third, ta- third time's a charm, I suppose. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, so, so there's and that. Is there is there another artist who you know you're enamored with or have high respect for that you would love to be able to be on the stage together with or write a piece together with? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I've I've been really lucky that I've 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 gotten to do that with a lot of my heroes like Colin. I I grew up listening to Colin James, and you know, my stepmom actually got me really into it when Little Big Band came out. We were she was the music teacher at my school and. You know, we're playing Colin James songs in our jazz band. You know? Wow, fast <laughs> so forward. So, you know, and it's really kind of trippy for me. You know, we're, you know, it's me and Colin in a SUV driving across the country doing duo shows, <laughs> and you know, we're like we're grabbing coffee and just laughing the whole time. It's really, uh-huh. uh, I kind of sit back and, you know, mm-hmm. I guess um, I forget, don't know the word, but uh, I get taken aback sometimes when I when there's that and mm-hmm. i'm a huge huge uh ian thornley fan like big wreck and mm-hmm. stuff like that and when i had the had the chance to play with him and thornley for a little while it was uh you know i'm sitting in his basement learning the songs that i grew up 
<laughs> Wild. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out and listen to, and and here's the guy that wrote them, just showing me, showing me uh-huh. these riffs and stuff like that. And I'd really like to collaborate with Ian or or Colin at some point to do something. Mm-hmm. You know, hopefully, hopefully somewhere down the line when this. The stars align, I guess. They're, uh, well, I think you're already that. aligning in the right direction. You know, <laughs> I mean, you, 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 these people are already in your fold, and uh, obviously they recognize your talent, and it's pretty much an ongoing gig for you. So I don't see any reason for that not to happen for you in the future. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, they're, they're, uh, I'm, I'm lucky enough to uh, call them friends as well, and they're they're really mm-hmm. good people, and and uh, they've been a huge. Huge influence on my my playing and musical career, and mm-hmm. you know, I've I've been really lucky. I, I I think a lot of it is I've been in the right place at the right time, and you know, I, I prepared myself to be in that position when when I got there, so that I wasn't you know totally out of sorts. Mm-hmm. And being connected to the world, are you seeing anybody that's up and coming who you're looking at going, wow, there's a stellar career ahead for this individual? Because obviously you, you keep on top of uh, up rising talent. Um, see, I don't know. I, I mean, I, unfortunately, with with my schedule and stuff like that, I, I do find it sometimes hard to, you know, just listen to music for recreation. You know, mm-hmm. I, it's, uh, a lot of times I'm listening to something because I have to learn it, or mm-hmm. uh, you know, we're trying to do different things. But it, it's kind of tough for me to. To go for that, I think that's something I should uh, make a point of more more often. I really like what uh, Gary Clark Jr. is doing. He's a really great singer and uh, guitar player from Austin, Texas. And mm-hmm. um, I know uh, not a lot of people know of him, but Doyle Bramhall, the second, is probably my favorite guitar player of all time. And he's got a new record coming out that I'm I'm really excited about. And Ian Thornley's solo uh, record, Ian Fletcher Thornley, is really great. I've been listening to that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, as for, as for new, young, and up and coming things, I don't, I'm not really sure right now. Mm-hmm. I'd love to, I'd love to hear it. I'm not opposed to it. Right. And do you think? Do you think uh, maybe down the road, maybe if some of your schedule lets up, um, have you thought about mentoring people? I think people would love to be mentored by you. Oh, I mean, I, I, if somebody wanted me to, <laughs> yeah, I would, I'd do what I can. I've, I've never really, I'm not really great at teaching. I've never been a, a, a theory guy. Like I don't always know exactly what I'm doing. I just know what works mm-hmm. <laughs> or what doesn't work. So I find it difficult to teach people sometimes. But uh Okay. You know, if anybody asks me questions, I'm always willing to willing to help out if I can pass along any useful information, I guess. Well I'm sure there's a lot of useful information there. So uh <laughs> Yeah. So what else what else can you tell us about yourself outside of the music world, you know, who your name is associated with and attached to? What would you want people to know about you that people may not necessarily glean based on just the the image and the persona of, of what you would be recognized for? Who are you the person? I'm 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 just a sports nut, really. I sit around and watch sports highlights and noodle on my guitar all day like <laughs> We're a huge Leafs fan, unfortunately, although we are on a bit of a streak right now, which is great. Uh-huh. 
Uh, I grew up, uh, I grew up wanting to be in the NHL. So that's, okay. what, I, I was a goaltender and, you know, that was what I wanted to do. And then until I got the music bug hit me pretty hard. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I just, I, I'm a, you know, my Sundays, if I'm home, I, I, I just love watching football and hanging out with the, hanging out with my friends and. And who's your favorite team? Uh, football. Yeah, and yeah, well, hockey. You said Leafs. What about Hockey's football? Hockey's the Leafs. Yeah, I, I mean, when you're a Leafs fan, you have to have a couple of uh, outside uh, teams that you <laughs> like as well. <laughs> Just so when playoff time comes, you can actually cheer for somebody. But right. Uh, well, yeah, because then it becomes golf season prematurely for some people, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, I still want to watch hockey. <laughs> right. But uh, I, I hesitate to say I'm a I'm a Canadians fan. Because I, I really, I'm, I'm a, I'm a former goalie, so I, I think Carey Price is the best goalie we've seen in, in decades. So I, I'm not a, I'm not a Canadians fan, Leafs Nation, but I don't mind watching them. Okay. <laughs> uh, football, I'm a Cowboys fan. I okay. Gotta say, I kind of grew up in the Emmett Smith, uh, Troy Aikman era. And, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I like them. Buffalo tubed because of, uh, their wings. Proximity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not mad at a wing. That's for sure. Uh huh. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm a sports nut. That's basically my, uh, excellent. In a nutshell, sports and music is my life. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so when it comes time to listening to music outside of what you grew up with and, you know, who you try to hone the same skills and, and master what had already been mastered, um, you know, who who do you like to listen to in terms of a variety outside of people that you've played with, you've grown up listening to, uh, plugging into? What other musicians do you like, you know, from various genres? Um, I really like, uh, I listened to a lot of Ry Cooter recently. He's, He's uh, excellent. He's in Paris, Texas. Yeah. 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 Like, uh, Bop Till You Drop and, uh, Get Rhythm, those records. I actually stole my, uh, my dad's record collection and record player a few years ago. <laughs> and he's got a ton of Ry Cooter, which I've been really loving. I, as a, as a joke, I kind of, whenever I listen to a record of his that I took a few times, I'll gift it on iTunes back to him <laughs> just to, just to thank him for it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm really, I'm really into slide playing right now and, uh, He's kind of the guy to listen to that, and I really love Derek Trucks' playing. He's amazing, and so mm-hmm. Tedeschi Trucks. Uh, that's that's kind of the stuff I kind of listen to, gravitate towards. Um, Mark Knopfler, uh, I really love Dire Straits. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alchemy is probably one of my favorite records of all time. Mm-hmm. I do tend to gravitate towards uh, guitar-heavy sort of stuff, I suppose. Mm-hmm. That's kind of my... Uh, my main thing and and i kind of uh like for singing i I love to listen to bill withers he's probably my one of my favorites he's kind of an uh accessible for me sort of singer if if that makes any sense is that Mm -hmm. i don't really i'm not really into the i call it vocal gymnastics or anything like that i just like to (laughs) (laughs) i just belt it out yeah i just like to sing the songs i don't need to do a whole bunch of christina aguilera runs or whatever Oh, come on, Chris. Why not? (laughs) (laughs) It's just not my thing. Like, there's a, some people are great at it and, you know, (laughs) I just, I, that's not something that I really like. 
Right. You know, it's fine to listen to it. I'm not, I'm not mad when people do it, but, mm-hmm. you know, there's really something about when you listen to a Bill Withers song, and, you know, it's just meat and potatoes. Like, everything is so simple, but everything is just so beautiful at the same time. It's such a always such a great song, and, mm-hmm. you know, you know, Ain't well, Sunshine is, like, you know, oh, yeah. a simple, simple song, but, you know, yeah. so powerful. Everybody loves it. Well, I, I truly believe in the old adage, less is more. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm kind of like that too. And with with my guitar playing too, I don't I don't really like to overplay. I, I'm I'm you know being in Collins band, I don't really do a whole lot of soloing and stuff like that. And I I just really do love being a rhythm guitar player. I, there's an art to it. And I think it's kind of a lost art these days where you know everybody wants to solo, solo, solo. But you know mm-hmm. when it comes time for somebody else to play, they're still soloing. Right. It's like, you know, you know, give them some room. And Mm -hmm. I really like, you know, helping other people while they're, you know, while it's their time to shine than to, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, be be anywhere going, look at me, you know, look what I'm doing. Right. That's not my thing. I I like to share the stage, share the wealth, share the wealth and, you know, do what's right for the song and just make the song sound good. Absolutely. Well, you do that well. (laughs) <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I try. <laughs> no, you do. I think you've mastered that quite nicely. Probably because you're conscious of it and that's your choice and a decision, right? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, that's just, that's what I love about music is, uh, you know, the, when the song is represented well by everybody, that's when, uh, that's when I, I, I really, uh, love it. Mm hmm. Well, Chris, we've got a couple minutes here, uh, unfortunately, before we have to wrap up. And I'm definitely going to invite you back. We're going to do another uh, full hour without interruptions. You've been uh, a warrior here, so thank you for that. So if you, could just, uh, if you could just kindly remind people where they can find you, whether it's upcoming gigs, whether it's website, whether it's your manager's contact information, just go right ahead. Uh, well, I, most of the stuff is on my website, chriscadellmusic.com. Um, if you are in the Toronto area, I play every Sunday night at the Orbit Room on College Street with our cover band called Horshack, classic rock sort of stuff. Uh, if you're in uh, the Netherlands in late January, uh, look us up <laughs> with uh, Sass Jordan, and uh, that that'll be our records thing. And you know, I'm I'm always around, so uh, you can I'm pretty easy to find. Yeah, just look for the guy with the cigarettes and whiskey (laughs) (laughs) t-shirt. Yeah. (laughs) I I keep seeing pictures. I I really wear that shirt a lot. (laughs) I'm going to need a new shirt. I think it's great. It's it's your signature. uh, Well, listen, Chris, I can't thank you enough. I really appreciate your time, and uh, we'll certainly be in touch again, and I'll be uh, sending you off the podcast. You can link that wherever you wish to. And I wish you all the best with everything, and I want to thank you very much for your time. I want to thank you for the free CD you gave me. It's given me hours of enjoyment. My kids love it, too. Oh, but nice. I'm glad you like that? it. Who's that, Mommy? <laughs> That's Chris <laughs> Oh, nice. <laughs> so, anyway, for my listening audience, I want to say thank you once again for joining me, rejoining me here on my show. I go live every Friday at 11.04 a.m. 
Eastern Standard Time at my show here, Carp- Carpe Diem. If you have any show topic ideas or you wish to appear as a guest on my show, you can kindly connect with me at lisamcdonald13 at gmail.com. McDonald is spelled M-C-D-O-N-A-L-D. And you can certainly find me on my website, lisamcdonaldauthor.com. So, Chris, it's been a treat. I wish you all my best. Love to everybody. And uh, oh, thank you. really Really hope you have some good downtime for yourself. You've earned it for the holidays, okay? <laughs> Great. Thanks so much. Okay. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you. Take care, Chris. Goodbye, everybody. Have a Take wonderful care. weekend. You've been listening to Carpe Diem with your host, Lisa McDonald. For more information, please go to Lisa's website at lisamcdonaldauthor.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.